Maya, the bridge to the multi-chain future of blockchain, a future inspiring our past. So before we explain how ThorChain works and why it's great, and why then Maya decided to emulate them, we have to understand first how other decentralized exchanges work to compare. Now, there are, in our mind, five types of exchanges today available. The first is decentralized systems. Another one is a decentralized order book or ledger, which people call atomic swaps. Another one is liquidity pools, but using oracles. Then automatic market makers. And finally, one-to-one -one continuous liquidity pools that enable cross-chain swaps, which in this case is ThorChain and Maya. So we will go one by one, kind of talk about the trade-offs. First of all, we have the centralized system, which is obviously not desirable. We're talking about a philosophy of crypto, which loves decentralization, loves independence, but 95% of our exchange goes through centralized system. Doesn't make any sense. Obviously, these systems are very fast. They're very cheap since they're centralized and they're easy to integrate since it's basically just backend, uh, typical backend without having to kind of worry about blockchains. The biggest issue is that when you're using a centralized system such as Bitso, Binance, Coinbase, Kraken, they have the custody of your coins, not you. So when they say that you change Bitcoin for Ethereum, they always had the Bitcoin and Ethereum themselves. They just say that they owed you Bitcoin and now they owe you Ethereum. And the problem is their backend is not secured by blockchain technology. Their backend is just backend. So there's obviously issues with that. But we don't, we don't want centralization. We want decentralization. So we move forward. After a while, uh, people, well, they were always transacting peer to peer. So I would call a friend, say, look, I'll send you a hundred Bitcoins. You send me a few bucks and there's that. But when you're trying to exchange hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, that's not scalable. You cannot find people all the time that will be open to sell to you if you're talking about peer to peer. So then the atomic swap game started where you would kind of say that you wanted to sell, I don't know, 100 Bitcoins in exchange for 2000 Ethereums, Ethers. And then some people would say, okay, I'll, I'll buy two Bitcoins. Another one would say I buy five, but everything was happening in a decentralized fashion and it happened directly. The trade-offs here is it's not immediate. So if you were, if there's a lot of volatility in the market, you want to exit or you want to buy something before it booms, then the price will be changing while the order book gets fulfilled. So that's not desirable. Another problem is it's a lot of exchanges. So it's not just one exchange and one fee. Every transaction that happened between you and the other people had a fee. So it, it becomes a bit more expensive. So then that's also not desirable. So then we kind of copied something from the traditional market, which is exchange houses, where you can change dollars for pesos, pesos for yuans, yuans for euros. And 
kind of emulating that when you get to an exchange house, they already have pesos and they already have dollars, regardless of what you want to do. So then if you go one way or the other, they both work quickly because you already have the money there. So you have to split into two players these types of protocols. You have to have the person that wants the liquidity, that wants to exchange one asset for another, and a, another person who has the liquidity and wants yield on their investment. Now the question is, at what price do we exchange? And that is normally in a centralized setting a very easy question. What does the central bank says my currency is worth or the other one? But it doesn't work when we're talking about a decentralized setting because who can we trust? So the first liquidity pools actually had what we call an oracle. An oracle, you're basically pulling information from the outside or using an API to connect to Binance and just get the pricing from Binance all the time. The problem is it can be abused, manipulated, or just have human error, which is undesirable. So maybe, for instance, if you're using Kraken's API, maybe somebody from Kraken can feed you the wrong information through the Oracle and exploit the capital from, from your liquidity pools. So then we need to get rid of the Oracle. So then came the automatic market makers. In our automatic market makers, the pricing is just a ratio between one asset and another. So if you have 10 Bitcoins and you have $100,000 um, USDT, for instance, Tether, then each Bitcoin has a cost of $10,000 because that's the ratio that they have in the protocol. Now, this has another problem because if the price of an asset is dictated by its ratio, when somebody comes and transacts, let's say from those 10 Bitcoins, transacts five, let's say they take five and put in $50,000, all of a sudden we have five Bitcoin and $150,000, so the ratio changed. And therefore, the pricing changed. So now the price in the exchange is incorrect. And what will need to happen is for somebody else to come in and put the price back in order by buying the USDT that's cheap, and selling it somewhere else, or buying Bitcoin somewhere else and selling it in that liquidity pool since the Bitcoin there is expensive. In that act, which we call arbitrage, there's a capture of value. And that capture of value has to come from somewhere. We're not creating money out of the blue. So that value comes from the capital investors. Now, what would that mean? Well, capital investors sometimes lose money in these types of things, which is very, very bad. It's not desired. Because if capital investors have even a remote chance of losing money, why would they invest? Why would they provide liquidity? So then liquidity will not grow rapidly. It will grow very slowly, sometimes even decrease with time. So then this is not good enough. So what did Thorchain do to fix this? Well, that's very interesting. I will talk about it next episode.